Blessings, everyone. I'm Jules, and I have Ronnie Landis with me today. Welcome, Ronnie. Thank you. I'm just super excited to see where this conversation is going to go. This is actually kind of the first interaction, at least to go into Ronnie's work. We've met just briefly on the phone, so I'm excited to kind of see where this goes. But before we get into the conversation, Ronnie, I'm just going to have you introduce yourself and kind of tell us who you are. Cool. Yeah, I appreciate that. So, yeah, who I am is an ever-evolving potential. <laughs> That's a good uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll just give you kind of a rundown of my background. Um, so throughout my formative years, I was raised in the world of martial arts. So the so I was always very physically centric, body centric, mastering the physical body, expressing the physical body through athletics, being a, a lifelong athlete in a aspiring professional athlete in both basketball and taekwondo. I ran a martial arts school and also competed professionally full time in taekwondo and then also in basketball. So so that really was my introduction for actually getting into the holistic health world through enduring two knee surgeries at 18 and 21 and that was the phys- or that was the first like problem that I needed to solve you know that led me into the holistic health world how do i heal my knees how do i get into more holistic therapies rehabilitation strategies and how do i solve this puzzle to essentially keep my dream alive mm. and so through the course of that process I got introduced into the natural um, nutrition and and health world and studying um, exercise physiology and then eventually getting into natural health, which transitioned me from being focused on an athletic career into becoming a professional nutritionist. And that also coincided a spiritual awakening as well, Um, which is something that had been percolating inside of me. I had studied Eastern philosophy as a byproduct of my martial arts upbringing. Bruce Lee was my prototypical role model from the age of four. And I always had that kind of archetype imprinted into my awareness as a model to kind of follow. And um, and so like from like peak performance and, and, and physical mastery and just mastering myself as a human being, and developing myself into the best version of me. That's that's always kind of been my North Star. And then when I got into the natural health world, I had a spiritual awakening because I got into the raw food world. And so I started doing a lot of intestinal cleansing and cleaning up my diet, getting off processed food, getting off factory farm animal products, getting off all the, the chemicalization of the food supply. And then through that process, I had a consciousness shift and in one of the shifts that happened for me, first of all, just kind of, I, I had a long enduring knee injury that I had to ice my knees every day for a number of years. And so, so I, that was normal for me. And then I went into the raw food world, cleansed my body within 30 days, all the inflammation was gone. And I, I remember running five miles in the hills and I hadn't done that for a couple of years because I didn't want to re-injure myself. So it's kind of like something shifted and I forgot that I was actually in pain. And when I got done with that run, it dawned on me. I was like, wait a minute, what did you just do? And I jumped around. I'm like, oh, are you okay? And I realized, oh, not only am I out of pain, but I forgot that I was ever in pain to begin with. And that realization started my path in that world because I realized that most people are in pain, whether they know it or not. They've habituated to it. They've normalized to it. 
Um, and they're just living in some form of psychophysical or emotional pain. And, and that's just what's normal. And so that actually created a consciousness shift. And then coinciding that, I went into a very deep spiritual um, development process while also healing my body at the same time. So, you know, I, I say that to say that my work has been a parallel between the the internal development as a spiritual being, as well as as optimizing the physical body to be able to live a qualitative life to live a long healthy life and also to to use health and personal development as a way to ensure that i have the energy and the vitality to embody and pursue my mission in this life for as long as possible mm, i love that that combination so we should just use that as kind of the equation, we were kind of talking before we got on about how dopamine is kind of a passion of yours. And so before we move into that, I'd love to just kind of go to that kind of the step one, which is obviously the awareness of the shift that needs to happen, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, put, you know, insert, and then whatever it is. So let's start there with kind of what that process is for you. And then we can kind of stair step up. Absolutely. Okay. So um, guide me just a little bit more in terms of like the, the that process for me. So I'm just going to your story even yeah. with so you had the awareness after the run that right. you were in pain before. So I'm guessing because you had that experience, now you have the consciousness that we do live in. Uh, uh -huh. So what is your process to become aware of what's trying to shift? Uh yeah. Yeah, that's a really important point because hmm. Yeah, so when it you know, it's like in the personal development world, and I don't like the idea of personal development because it's like we're not broken. We don't we're not actually broken. It's kind of like Bruce Lee's philosophy was that you strip away the non-essentials of the sculpture for the masterpiece to be revealed. So my whole thing now is that you're actually already perfectly perfect as a as a as a being but it's stripping away the non-essential. So that could be addictions, habits that don't serve us, relationships that don't serve us, um, things of that nature. And then through that process of releasing, detoxing, cleansing, letting go, and then also adopting habits that are affirmative, that are life affirmative, that do support you and your energy levels and and you know the, the life that you want to pursue, it kind of becomes a natural integration process. So it's not this arduous thing that we we have to like always work on ourselves um, in order to get somewhere. We're already there. Um, with that said, the process to to arrive at that is a consciousness shift. It's it's an attitudinal adjustment. So this is the most simple way I can say it. We have to we have to master our attitude. Like that, that's number one for me. I realize that my attitude is is influencing the way that I'm seeing my life, the way that I'm seeing the world outside of me, the way that I'm, I'm seeing either a problem or a solution. And depending on where my focus is, and the awareness that I have, that's going to directly influence um, how I'm able to approach any situation. So that so that's number one. And then so through through that, I'm able to see what I need to see. And then it's just simply a choice 
to um, to take the lessons or to adopt the 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 habits and patterns that are going to allow me to <clears throat> essentially manifest myself. I love that. And I love how you made that so simple that we just have to see. And then once we see it, we, we create choice. Right. And then, so I know that I'm just tapping into the people that are listening and kind of maybe some of the things that they're, they're challenging and we're kind of at the beginning of the year where people are doing their, their new year's resolutions, which I think for hopefully we're always working with intention in order to have awareness I'm tapping into everybody that's listening and most people will kind of put their biggest addiction, you could say in that spot. And so a lot of times they know it and they see it and they've Mm -hmm. even tried different things maybe to overcome it. And of course we have to move into a a level of consciousness, just like with your experience of your run, you moved into a state of consciousness where you weren't having the experience of pain and so much so that you forgot. And I feel like that's available to all of us. We really can shift one to 10. So I'm curious after that, and then everything that you're talking about and kind of introducing the the nutrition, and I love how you're doing it well-rounded, but I'm still hearing people go, yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, <clears throat> Yeah, I'm just thinking of different. So here's here's my approach. My framework is, first of all, in order to actually create a life, you have to create a framework for your life. And this is a lot of what I do in my work with clients and just the bigger the bigger work that I'm I'm doing now is, you know, a lot of times we get focused on individual puzzle pieces. And and that's good. You need a starting point, right? For me, starting point was being in my body, athletics, exercise, training. That puts me in a particular mental and emotional state, and it helps me to be embodied in my physical body. And then the next part was like nutrition. So <clears throat> these things piggyback on each other. Eventually, when you have more of a broad awareness, you you create a <clears throat> I create a framework. So for example, I have a four quadrant model, which is super simple. It's physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. So that helps me compartmentalize what could either be very convoluted or very kind of jumbled up and, 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 and not obvious about like, what is the most important thing for me to do now to move the needle forward? So physical is like earth, right? So there's a Chinese medicine perspective to it. So earth is an energy. So what's the energy of earth? Stability, grounded, stable, like rooted. So I want to feel rooted. I want to feel stable. In order to do that, I need to get into this thing. I need to get into my body. So then I have a physical quadrant and then it's like it's movement, it's exercise, it's nutrition, it's somatic release therapies it's sleep and recovery, it's nervous system regulation, etc. So I, I kind of break it down to give me a reference point of the things to start piecing together in my routines and protocols so that I can embody that energy, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, you have mental, which is air. So it's like, it's like, um, you know, whatever, like, illumination of creativity and, and, um, you know, different things that we would associate like freedom, like free flowing creativity. So then 
I map out certain things like meditation. I need to be able to meditate, which to me, meditation is is more of a, it's a feeling exercise. It's not a thought process exercise. I'm just dropping in and closing my eyes so I can actually feel the sensations there. And then there's things like cognitive unpacking and journaling and things to help unwind the mind so that the mind can, I can liberate the mind in order for it to flow freely, right? And then, you know, you have the emotional quadrant and then that's water, formlessness, flow, fluidity. That's an energetic that I want to feel. And so there's like, in that there's like healing attachment wounds, emotional trauma, sexual trauma, relational trauma, those kind of things. Those are all reference points for me to know what to focus on when I'm ready to address that particular quadrant. Then you have the spiritual, which is fire, and that's a whole rabbit hole. But the but the point of that is just to say, instead of having this like mystical or, or this like um, ambiguous idea of a personal development or growth or spiritual development, I'm breaking it down into quadrants and I'm mapping it out on a on a whiteboard so that I can see what it is that I'm looking at. So I have a navigational blueprint to help me know. If I'm having an emotional experience or I need to work on something, I know where to go. Mm. That may not be a physical thing I need to work on. That may be something that I need to go deeper into me. But if I don't know where to go or how to navigate it, man, you can get caught with the water, the tsunami of the emotions that come up. Um and so I, I try to create a navigational blueprint so I can orient and manage my energy to get the most out of it. I love how you simplify all of that. And and so just for everybody that's listening, when we have the awareness, the next step would be what quadrant do you need to focus on to create the solution, which just make it easy, or what to focus on to create the next now let's go into the, your your passion because I definitely want to tap into that and go into the dopamine and I'm just going to turn it over to you because I feel like that would be the next step. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'll just say this too when you're when you're thinking of this framework it starts with physical and ends with physical. That because the physical is what's real. So a lot of times the challenge that we have is that we get into these abstract concepts and ideas and philosophies and belief systems, but we have to know what we can empirically rely upon in our own experience. So if I'm having, if I'm getting too scattered or too caught up in something outside of me, I have to come back to what's real, which is my physical body. So I just want to say that too. Start with the physical and then it goes around. And then I always come back to my physical experience. <clears throat> And that ties in in some way to the dopamine thing. So what to say about dopamine? Dopamine is dopamine is what's responsible for your motivation. So the things that we're intrinsically motivated towards, it has to do with our dopaminergic system. Dopamine is is a neuro it's a neurotransmitter chemically speaking, but it plays out into so many different aspects of our life. So for example, Dopamine is 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 the neuro net it's it's the motivational neuro network of the brain and the nervous system. So what what does that mean? 
the way that our dopamine system is trained to either be motivated towards short-term immediate gratifying like um, experiences, i.e. addictions, um, self-medication, numbing, these kind of things, stress management, it's very short-term. So if we've trained ourselves behaviorally to, to, a, to, I'll say it this way, to chase pleasure to avoid pain, to chase comfort to avoid discomfort, then our, our brain's dopamine system is like a tracking system. So it's tracking things to provide it that short-term pleasure, that short-term validation from social media, from all the, the, the engagement, the flickering lights, the images, the, the, you know, all the things, the likes and the, all that kind of stuff, right? We've, we've probably all heard a lot about that if we studied like social media and the effects that it has on our mental and emotional health. So with that awareness, then it's about, okay, how do I train my dopamine system to be motivated towards long-term fulfillment, things that are healthy for me, things that probably are going to require some form of effort and consistency and discipline over time in order to achieve the long-term results that we want. And then how do I find pleasure in the effort, in the work involved? And that becomes the equation right there. So for example, as an athlete, it was very easy for me to do all the work and to train because I, my system was just primed for that. It was not hard for me to go to the, the gym. For a lot of people, that is difficult. And so the more, so the more that you, you reroute that, that pattern, which, which the challenging part in the moment is that it's not fun. It's not comfortable. There's going to be things that come up. There's going to be old belief systems, stories, emotional resistance that comes up. And you kind of just have to work through it in the in the interim of it. But here's the cool thing about how dopamine works and how adaptable it is, is that <clears throat> as you work through those initial phases of resistance, it's like, you know, when you're the runner's high, or when you're you're working out and it's like, oh God, I don't feel like doing this. I'm tired, but you know it's the right thing to do. And you kind of just start warming up and you get into it. Eventually, as you get into your stride, you get this stimulation. You get this like, oof, like, okay, I, I just worked through something. Now I have more energy. That's dopamine. It's a, it's like your your brain's reward system for um um for working through something. So energetically, you could look at dopamine as as a progress marker for your own development, for your own evolution, for for pursuing your own goals. It, it gives you a little bit of a reward. Now, the challenge is most of us have been trained through our culture and through different addictive habits and whatever, whatever have you to train ourselves to receive reward without having to earn it, without having to do any work, without having to to exert any effort towards it. So, you know, things like pornography and, and, and consuming um, is what I call it. <laughs> I call it consuming. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. It's, it's a consuming energy and it lights up the reward and pleasure um, centers in the brain, which are tied together. And so our, our, our experience of pleasure and the way that most people experience pleasure is like a flickering light. It's just, it's this very short term thing that feels good in the moment, but the more you do it, 
it has a, um, a degenerative effect. It actually makes you feel worse and you need more of it in order to raise your dopamine baseline. And that's how addictions work. You need more of the thing in order to feel the effect, but eventually it creates a certain type of subpersonality where that version of, of I, you, or of any of us that are, that are in that loop, it, it creates a version of us that, that doesn't feel normal unless we, unless we're, we're keep pushing that button, if yeah. that makes sense. So it's, it's like by changing the pattern and the behavior and having an awareness of it, you actually experience a different personality upgrade. You experience a different version of yourself. So the version of you that is not addicted to things outside of you. It's it's like the way that I talk about addiction is that it's not about the external mechanism, the coping mechanism. That's a symptom. Mm-hmm. That's not actually the issue. The issue is that is that there's something inside of me that needs to shift and change. And through exercising different patterns and behaviors that are healthy, something shifts in our consciousness and we ultimately become a version of us that just doesn't do that stuff. And that's why the framework is so important because you have to have a vision for your life that's bigger and broader and more expansive than the one that you're currently living and that vision itself will create like um like a north star effect as long as you engage with it and pursue it and um and then eventually you can transcend those limitations altogether i love that so the focus is on the shift itself that the shift itself has a consciousness and then what takes what i call spiritual discipline if you want to put a word there in order to commit to that until your consciousness actually moves into the experience itself i call it self self actualizing if you want to say exactly. That's exactly right yeah. i love it and then you don't have to try anymore right because once you self actualize in that frequency i call it being consciously unconscious you don't have to consciously choose it to override the addiction, you're just that new version of yourself. Yeah. Where do I want to go with this? Um, let me just tap into everyone that's listening and thank you everyone that's listening. Uh, this has been such a cool conversation. I almost feel so going back to where we started the conversation of the awareness piece and then the quadrants and then bring it back to the body and then having the North star, like what's my focus going to be? And then overriding, it almost like brings you back into the quadrant, right? Because then you're using the quadrant in order to create focus. Is there any tool that you want to give people? I mean, I love the healthy eating and all of that. And right. I think that that takes a long time to even unpack and get into. Totally. Okay. <laughs> I do have something I want to connect to on this too. So like from a dopaminergic perspective, dopamine is responsible for your motivation. So what it, what it actually does is when you focus on a goal, you focus on something beyond you and the more you engage with it, it, you get a, you get a little bout of dopamine as a motivational force to guide you to taking the action in that direction. So when you feel that inspiration, you know, inspired action, that's a dopaminergic response. And so if you understand that and you can utilize that and then as, so like, check this out. So you get that immediate response to pursue something. Then as you take the actions towards it, it, it neurochemically, it insulates the networks in your brain, literally 
through physical action. So the nervous system starts to integrate physically as you connect those those um, action steps. And then you get more dopamine as a response because now you're literally rewarding yourself by doing the things that um, ultimately benefit your future. So I want to go into a little bit about what you just said, because I know there, I, I know that there's people that are listening to this, that are, are, this is the question that they're asking is when we have a chemical that we're responding to, most often the chemical is a response of a repeated program. So you've already said that on the addiction level, well, the same has to be true on the other side, right? So it's still a programmed response. And this is where I, if there's if possible, I, it would be super cool to be able to take this to the next level because we are multidimensional, right? And so I'm, let's take it to that next level where dopamine actually has a frequency. So we don't necessarily have to rely on the chemical itself to re, to have the inspiration that we can just attune to the frequency of what's being created in that space. And then we're creating something outside of our programming. Yeah. Yeah. That's a perfect segue. And why I focus so much on the, the physical aspect is because we are physical beings and that's a starting point. We have to get really grounded in our physical experience in order to stably ascend and not get just blown off in like some medicine ceremony or some like multidimensional experience that is out there, but to actually integrate it as a lived experience. And so when I, you know, dopamine as a frequency, it's, it's a frequency that you train. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, so the control, the control is in your hands. Like you have full control of what you want it to be. I love that. So, and I totally agree with everything you said. Uh, my point is, you know, we're so focused on, oh, but we're physical beings. And I don't, don't get me right. wrong. I totally agree with that. I mean, I'm all, that's what I, I'm, I'm right there with you, by the way, I'm, I'm 100% <laughs> with, with your train of thought. So, and I love where you went with that. So let me just feel into this because there's some, there's a sweet spot here. I can feel it coming in for us to, to kind of tune into. So if, so obviously there's the chemical response that's creating the addiction, then we can use it to create inspiration. We can use the North star. Then we know that we use the spiritual discipline or the discipline. We take the action. Once we are attuned to that, we have the opportunity to, uh, because it, it, then we have the opportunity to move consciousness into frequency, right? Because then we don't have to identify in the programming that's creating the actual chemical. We can identify in the frequency of it and have the same experience, but it's pure because we're not actually triggering a program or a neuro, the, uh, that neuro response, right? Right. Reflection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's it's it feels like a little bit of a rabbit hole, which is great. But um, <laughs> like the so like what I heard you say is around the purity of the experience. Okay, so th- this is kind of and it's hard to get away from this because it, it keeps for me it keeps coming back to this as a starting point. We have to clear out all the impurities in order to even discern what is pure, and then to to embody that in our lived experience. Great answer. Great answer. So all of you that are listening out there, uh, 
you know, really kind of think about those four quadrants and knowing we didn't really tap into the spiritual part, but knowing that the spiritual is that that space where you can start to turn on an intelligence beyond your programming. And I think that's where we were tapping in. We could just kind of just tentatively put that there maybe. But I love that you're going back to that purity piece because there are so many distractions and whether it's our food, it's social media, all of the different things. We do have to unplug from the matrix and we have to move into the intelligence of our body and create purity and attune to what the body needs, not what the distractions are telling us. And that's that shift alone can create a pathway to move outside of addiction and tap into that dopamine, right? Because then you're outside of your programming. I think that is that that is like the universal pathway. You know, when you think of all the different spiritual traditions and and even religious philosophies that walking the straight and narrow the way of the Tao, you know the the eightfold path like the or the eight limbs of yoga and the you know the buddha like all like all of it is all speaking to the same thing which is that in order to to walk that path of purity or to god or consciousness however you want to frame it you have to strip away and let go of the thing the baggage the things that we're holding on to the things that that kind of cheapen the purity um or our 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 unbridled human potential right and so it really to me it really my my personal experience and in my experience with cleansing and detoxing has shown me that i can't bypass that i can't put that off to the side and only focus on okay what do i want to manifest and it's like as long as there's stuff in the closet i'm either at best i'm going to get mixed results at best but if I really want to go for my my true potential, I have to look at the boogeyman. I have to look at the 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 things that are not serving me, the fears and the phobias that I have. And then that's where the quadrants are really helpful because it gives a practical response to like, okay, I need to I get to learn more about breath work and regulating my nervous system so that I'm not getting into stress response triggers or in relationships. I'm not, you know, we're not, we're not we're not uh, blowing up a whole thing out of no, you know, for no reason I can regulate and I can breathe. I can control my own response long enough for that feeling to exercise itself out of me instead of getting wrapped back up in the drama of it. So. I love that. Let me just tap in. There was something that was coming in that I want to go. Okay. I got it. So before you started with that, so was you guys have your quadrants and now let's go back to that, just kind of that North star. And so let's everybody kind of take a moment to tap into what their North star is right now. And take a moment to just kind of attune to all of this amazing information that Ronnie's brought in for you and just ask like, what's my first step towards moving to the other side of all of this and just take a moment, even if you have to take some time after we get off the call, like really sit in this and see what that is. And then of course, if you feel inspired, reach out to Ronnie and work with him because that's, I mean, that's what this is all about is connecting you to the right leader or way shower on your path right now. Do you want to just talk a little bit about how they would find you? Before we do, I want to connect this because I feel like there's a connective point to this. And 
an alternate perspective that came through for what I just said is from one of my my mentors and, and spiritual kind of guides over the years, Michael Beckwith. Mm. And he says something really powerful. When you're pulled by a vision, you're no longer pushed by pain. So I just want to qualify, yes, there is a process of honestly um, assessing the things that are not working in our life. The trap is we can overindulge in those things, especially if we have unworthiness issues and and abandonment issues and all the things. We can actually self-pathologize instead of just being like, no, these are just things that aren't serving me and I just... Right. You get my point. This is something I went through. I've seen people go through this. That That's a trap. So the idea is that I want to I want to pinpoint my vision and expand that so that that's what I'm seeing. Eventually, the the things that do not serve, if I'm committed to mind, body and spirit and doing the work to make that a lived experience inside of myself and pursue it, all those things will drop off. It's like. everything will eventually drop off over the course of just pursuing your vision. Amen to that. So uh, yes, everybody, we don't have to go and dissect every little thing to go to when you are five, this happened. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you just see it and then you create the next. And I, yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> right? Because so I feel like that's a looping cycle that so many people get stuck in. So thank you for bringing that up. It's yes. Okay. Everybody has to get a hold of you. How would they get a hold of you if they if they feel the calling? Amazing. Um, You can reach out to me on social media, Instagram or Facebook. Um, I have a I have a, a, a love hate relationship, not love hate, but you know what I mean? I I, I I, I, I'm on social media and I am fully available. If somebody reaches out to me, I do post a lot of content. So that's a great place to find more information, either Facebook, Instagram, Ronnie Landis. I also have my website. It's hhphealth.com. Um, there's a rebranding, but it, it has all my stuff. Essentially. I also have a podcast called life mastery. So if you go on um, iTunes or Spotify, you can type in my name, um, Ronnie Landis, you'll find my whole podcast and all that, and then a YouTube channel. So there's plenty of content for people to check out books and all the, you know, all the, all the stuff. But if you want to reach out to me, just do so on um, social media. I, I love that. And we'll also post some of that stuff below. Uh, so if you are driving or can't remember, just know that you can go right in and see that in the show notes as well. Well, Ronnie, do you have anything last minute that you would like to share that you feel like we haven't kind of tapped into? I'm really actually impressed that we could we could consolidate all that in a way that feels like useful and integrative. Um, I, I mean, I, I just feel like in this time, especially with like the winter solstice and this this portal of transformation that we're all voluntarily and involuntarily passing through. The main thing, yeah, the main thing I want to share with you is just a quote from um, one of my favorite books, Man's Search for Meaning from Viktor Frankl. And he says in that book, the last of the great human freedoms is the ability to choose one's attitude regardless of any situation you're in. So make sure that you're, you're standing guard at the gateway of your mind. 
and that you are choosing thoughts and emotions and in actions that truly serve your self-actualization process, the version of you that you aspire to be. You're already that. You just get to choose it in the moment and um, and have faith and everything. Everything will self-organize. I love it. It all has, I think the point of all of this is that everything that we choose and experience has consciousness and we can use that to our benefit to create, well, that North star. And eventually we get to a place where we're so attuned to that North star that we just start living it. And that's what we're inviting all of you into as you biohack peak performance in whatever way that you would like to experience that. Thank you so much for this time. I had so much fun just listening to your brilliance and We'll just sign off here. So thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening. Thank you.